Well, hello, this is Cynthia Borsalino with Beloved Unveiled. Welcome back. I'm excited today because I have someone here who is very dear to my heart, and it is my husband, Mr. Dan Borsalino. We've been married going on, it'll be in a few weeks, actually, 39 years. That's correct. Yeah. Can you believe it? Hi, Dan. Well, hello there. You want to say hi to all everyone out there? Sure. Hi, everybody out there in radio world. <laughs> anyway... A part of the reason I wanted Dan to be here is over the years we've been through so much together and have come to the point of after um, 11 years of marriage, we almost divorced, but then God had another plan and we have faced things with uh, together with the Lord. And one of the turning points for my husband was an encounter he had with God on Pike's Peak and I wanted him here to share that story Dan, um, and and this kind of you know kind of going with the theme of God unveiling Himself to us of, of who He really is instead of us having our own you know thoughts or uh, you know trying to define God in our own terms when really it's like when people don't know who we are and they have misrepresented us in some way. Well, majority of time God is misrepresented here on this earth, and so what Beloved Unveiled is all about is kind of sharing stories of where God unveils Himself to us, where we get to know Him as our Beloved. And so, Dan, I'm going to have you share about that experience that you had on Pike's Peak. Oh, sure, okay. So this was back about a little over 20 years ago. I was uh, working for a company that was focusing very heavily on what was called at the time the Y2K crisis. And for those of you that maybe aren't old enough to know what that is, um, back when we went from 1999 to the year 2000, there was a concern that a lot of computer systems would not be able to handle the rollover correctly because the way information was stored on the computers. So anyhow, I was out there for a few months, and I would come home every every few weekends, uh, and then I'd have to go back and, and work on it some more. One of the particular weekends that I was there, I really felt moved to go to the Pikes Peak. I um, heard quite a bit about it, and I just wanted to experience it for myself. So the first time I attempted to go there, I got to the, uh, I guess you call it the gates. And as I remember it, I think it was the first time the gates were actually closed. Said that the hours were something like, uh, but something like eight a.m. to two p.m. Or, or something to that effect. And I got there like at two thirty or so, and so I was like, "Well, I guess I missed it. I'll I'll try again another time." And then I came back the second time. I guess I didn't have a, a complete enough understanding of when it actually closed because um, they had to give you enough time to go all the way up the mountain and then come all the way back. And so I, long story short, I missed the second time as well. And so I got there and, uh, and I, I was not able to go up there the second time. I kind of just became more determined to make sure I can go a third time. So I think it was probably on a Saturday and, uh, and I made it and I was able to drive all the way to the very, very top. I have to tell you, if you've never been there before, uh, really what you have is, is um, a road that has been basically cut out with a bulldozer that goes back and forth and kind of has switchbacks all the way up the mountain. At the time, there was very few, if any, guardrails. I could not see over the edge, and it looked like if, if I wasn't really careful, that you know that would be the end of things. So it was, uh, was kind of hairy. And then when I got up to the top, I read about how they have a race there every year, which um, I just don't know how people can in vehicles race up and down that road because it's dirt and it's um, you know you go off it i think you'll probably die anyhow i got to the very top got out of the car and first thing i noticed is it was pretty cold up there and there was still some snow on the ground i think this was 
around Memorial Day, give or take a few weeks, maybe early June. But yet there was still snow up there. Anyhow, I was just kind of looking down in the valley, and uh, down in the valley was a town called Colorado Springs. And I could see the the entire valley very clearly. It was a nice clear day, and um, I could see, you know, just for miles and miles and miles. And I was just sort of like, wow, this is like being in an airplane, but I'm not in an airplane. I'm on the ground. So anyhow, I was just kind of taking it all in. And then I would say that me personally, I've never, I would never say that I have actually heard as far as uh, a voice, heard God's voice. I would say that I can sense or believe that certain things happen. And, and I know it's God's voice, but I've, I've not actually heard one, an audio voice of God. I know other people have, and, and that's fantastic. But for me, I haven't had that experience. So anyhow, the way I would like to describe this is it was sort of like when you think something, you can hear yourself thinking. Like you might think, oh, I'd like an ice cream right now or, or something along those lines. And, and you, you hear yourself think that thought. And so I started hearing another thought, but I don't really think it was my own thought. That's probably the best way that I can describe it. And the thought that came into my mind was, uh, Dan, you see you see all those houses and roads and people down there and how you can see all these things. But if you were down there, you, you would not have the same view and you, you could not see those things that you're currently seeing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it's like, well, I see things that you can't see. And I was like, wow, that's really, wow. And I, that's just kind of my reaction. It's like, I, I know this is the God's voice speaking to me right now. So I tried to sort of take that in, and then another maybe minute or so went by, and then, and then I heard another little thing, and, it, and then the second thing I heard was, not only can I see things that you can't see, I see things you will never see. And that was just really a really big thing for me, because up until that point in my life, I was... I would always try to kind of figure things out and, you know, if it didn't make sense to me, then it was, you know, that was kind of how I'm wired. Then I just, I won't do it or I won't pursue it. And then I came to realize that it's really, if I really trust and believe in the Lord, then I don't need to see everything and I don't need to understand everything. What I do need to do is I need to trust Him. And if I trust Him and I say that I do, and I've told people I trust God, then I should live like I trust Him. And if I live like I trust Him, then I don't have to see everything, and I don't have to uh, question, Lord, I don't get this, I don't understand it, it doesn't make sense to me. I've come to realize it doesn't have to make sense to me. It may never make sense to me, meaning I could be at peace with it, and I may someday, not that I may, but someday I'll pass away, and some things that I don't understand, I probably still won't understand. Basically, I think that, although I wouldn't have described it this way at the time, um, you know, I've heard maybe some people pray and say things, you know, it's like, Lord, I want to see what you see, and I want to understand what you understand. And I mean, I think that's well-meaning, but it's almost like they're saying that they want to be God or they want to be Jesus. I don't think they're thinking that, but that's what it means to me. So anyhow, that was my experience. Um, I would say it was life-changing. I um, remind myself of that almost every day. And do you have any questions for oh, me? Oh, there you go. Well, uh, one of the things I was thinking about when you said that, because uh, I, I, I'm one that prays that, you know, I want to see what you see and I want to understand, because God says to ask and see. But I think what the, the thing is that you you can trust the Lord no matter what the circumstances are. And you look to Him for wisdom 
to deal with situations in life, whatever. And at the time, Dan and I were actually, um, things were beginning. I was, because he was gone for two weeks and home on the weekends or whatever. And I was going through an intense healing. I was going through a lot of what I call deliverance and healing. Um, the lies that getting exposed from from me being you know out of my life of of uh, abuse as a child and being trafficked in that so god had given us that time and and because he didn't understand a lot of things that i was going through with my emotional baggage that i brought into the marriage so it was a real turning point for us because he did when he came back there was this piece about him you know about you dan right like there was just a difference it, it was a turning point i believe for our marriage in a huge huge way Sure, and mm. and I mean, there's things going on in our life right now that don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Right. And I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with it, and I don't have to try to figure it out. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a, an amazing road walking with you in this life, and I just what, the places that God has showed up in our lives. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of you know miracles and things that have happened, and we've learned to be a team together where we look to the Lord and we can make confirmation on what we're doing and things that were experiencing together and remembering a vehicle we bought one time that the the red van remember that yep, sure we had prayed about how much we were supposed how much we were supposed to spend on that van remember mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like and then then i found a red van and the lord said that's the van and they wanted more than what we were about i think it was about three thousand more than than we were we believed we were supposed to offer so yeah um, we still offered what we believed we, were we supposed offered to. what we believed and I remember telling you I didn't even think it was worth going to look at because I I think you told me they had the price on the window or something like that. So anyhow, we looked at it, and it was very nice. And we told the guy, look, this is all we can afford. And he's like, well, I I can't let it go for that. And I was like, well, I understand. Okay, no problem, no worries. And then uh, it was at least a week, maybe two. No, it was two weeks. Maybe longer. Yeah, I think it was over two weeks. It was quite a while. He, He called us back and said, you won't believe it, but nobody came to see it after you guys. (laughs) <laughs> so we yeah. prayed about it, and we guess we're going to sell it to you for that price. Uh-huh. And it's like, and so, yeah. so it's, it's like the Lord was unveiling to us, you know, who He is, and as well as providing and he and and trusting when He speaks to us too, because that was because we what we did we we do these little games too. We'll say. Like, it's so much fun following God. It's just so much fun. But so he wrote down a number. I wrote down a number. And it was the exact same number. And we were like, what? <laughs> you know, like, how could this be? So we've learned to do that over the years now. You know, we've been married, like I said, 39 years. And it's like, here we are. And still now we've, we've trusted the Lord's built. Like, we didn't just trust him in the very beginning. It took time, you know, and trusting each other to hear the Lord. But he confirms it through us because we're one. We're one. We're a team. And so that was, I just remember that was one of the most... So we ended up getting that van and got it for the price and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't get going dead over it. And so it was just, it was really, that was like another beginning of, because we, we were questioning, did we hear God? Did we miss it? You know, and we still do that, but God still shows up. Like he still moves. And it's just, it's exciting to watch how he unveils himself to us. And um, I don't know, there's there's so many stories that we, we have. Well, yeah, you got we, another I mean, one you're thinking of? Or? I mean, we can go on for hours. I'm I know. Just, <laughs> I know we could. <laughs> Anyway, just, you know, one of the things that you'd like to share with, with our listeners of maybe how they can, you know, learning and walking with God and learning to know who He is and letting Himself unveil Himself to us. Like, is there encouragement or a word of encouragement that you can say to, to our listeners? Well, I guess what I would say is trust. A lot of people use the words faith. Faith and trust sort of as synonyms, and so that's fine. So if you want to talk about us having faith, I would say that trust or faith develop over time. And I think the key is that it's over time. Mm -hmm. And so if you're sort of 
new to to all this or you maybe you've had an experience that have caused you to question your faith completely maybe your trust is not there at all maybe you just don't have it then i would just encourage you to say not to say but i would just encourage you to understand that it can and will strengthen and develop over time and not to rush it and not to push it and not to um, feel bad if you're not at the same level of faith or trust as um, your friend or your spouse or your neighbor or your pastor or or just whoever that's such a good word you know just um, so good dan follow your conviction and um, you won't be led astray that's so good that's so true I'm, i remember when i because i was abusing so many authority areas and so to trust god the father was very difficult for me over the years and i remember him saying though you doubt me though you doubt me i will still do this you know he was still with me he's still gonna i never felt condemned or judged or he wasn't critical of me he was always wooing me and, and loving me through all my stupid choices that i would make too but um and over time and i love that it takes time and you build relationships, just like us building relationships, just like our marriage. It took time to get to where we are today. It wasn't overnight. And that's such a powerful word. And it's in any relationship, it, you have to build it and, and kind of seek to see it grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that we'll leave it on that, too. Thank you for being a part of Beloved Unveiled. And send me, please send me your emails or questions or insights, whatever, to BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. So BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. And we, we're all unique and beautifully and fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm excited to hear more of how he unveils himself. And thank you for listening. <laughs>